0: longest time we had chat kind of there, and we would, like, chat's been so engaging that we would like respond and interact with them and there was no fr- the frame of reference because we would just like read it and like kind of mumble as we right. read it. And then we're like, oh my God. We've started putting chat and the second I decided we were putting chat on there, they started making like button sex jokes mm-hmm. left and right. And I was like, chat.
1: <laughs> well, why you they, do me I like hope that? They make as many button sex jokes as they possibly can. Right. right. That's my foretell. Quarantine's
0: a very horny place. We're all just trying to get Is through it though? I, most people, yeah, for me at least, it definitely has been. As a poly person, I hate that I have only been able to like be sane with one human being this whole time. Well, I'm
1: currently sipping on a penis straw, so I agree.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. NSFW label adult content on ours, so like, don't feel the need to censor yourself in any way
1: i had hoped and assumed so we have an adult <laughs> audience I was like I, I was like i know she knows me so i'm not <sighs> entirely sure yeah. what she's expecting and i have me. to i have to
0: <laughs> censor myself on the D stream i literally said fuck once Mm -hmm. and I was like don't worry because apparently the time before we had said something and it was probably me the video on YouTube got flagged because of it and then come to find out it's not like anybody's moderating it it's just got like a predictive text thing so that it
1: knows. The computer knows when you're going to say an expletive. So
0: (laughs) when I dropped my one F-bomb last time (laughs) I literally went and watched the whole thing again so I could be like okay the F-bomb (laughs) is at this time stamp I'm so sorry because they bleeped it in order to to put it on YouTube. Oh, it's oh, baby.
1: Where are you? Hey baby. There you oh, are. Wow. What's up? The face. Uh-oh. Which I may or may not keep depending on what Twitter allows. If you can oh. <laughs> happy to have it. Happy to have oh, gotten 87. it. It's we I'm I know that at least 87 people have that. <laughs> <laughs> Just so happens to co-inspire with the- uh, <laughs> I didn't,
0: I was like, is it 87 people are we born in 87? Cuz I'm born in 87, like, oh, so 87, no, I'm I automatically assumed and was like, mm, he's old like me, was he like, was, no, born, was in 87. born in 87.
1: No, I was born 87, so that's why I put it there. But also because it told me that I couldn't do, like, right? just that name.
0: You, you have to put on some numbers there, but <laughs>
1: right. He's
0: part of the pandemic quarantine bubble. We're all going to keep each other sane by socializing.
1: Oh, is that what we're doing? Safely.
0: (laughs) I mean, I've got to. I can't keep this up. And I got vaccinated.
1: Yay. The
0: first dose. Yay. That was this week. That was definitely one of the big highlights of this week. So,
1: does your arm hurt at all?
0: It does. Oh, my God, it does. Yeah. It definitely does. Right. Yeah. But that's, that's it. I haven't had anything else. I got the Pfizer, which... I've seen some good stats about the variants on that one. Pretty effective, which is great. I'm excited about it. But yeah, the only thing that I had immediately and after is just the sore arm. Like, Uh it hurts, but mm, I don't think nearly as much as the flu shot did, which I got this year, and not enough to be, like, an actual problem. Hmm. Mommy gave me a sticker. Oh, it says that I got my COVID vaccine.
1: I haven't had... What's the last time I didn't take a flu shot this year shame i can be forgiven (laughs) shame i can be forgiven uh, trying to organize a a flu shot during a pandemic for my specific doctor was a pain in in the tuckus. yes wasn't
0: we straight up went to CVS. we did a little field trip we all went the whole bubble went to but CVS see, and got the flu shot together I that,
1: like the CVS flu shot was technically a flu shot but it's the one that you have to get multiple times and far too often you're not actually getting them multiple times
0: hmm. i didn't realize
1: that i mean you're fine you probably have like
0: i mean the whole point was to not get the flu while all of this was going on I mean you, almost every year I get a cold of some kind it's to some degree whether it's like a severe or minor or what have you there's at least some cold happening and this year I, it hadn't happened yet and I was like, wow, this is incredible looks like all of this mask wearing and staying home actually prevents us from spreading things Who
1: would have thought who would have, <laughs> who would have thought who would
0: have known? Um. so that was that was very exciting oh but it was like oh the turnaround from the last time that i was here to stream yeah it was everything has been since then it was i had a covid scare part-time job number two a co-worker was out sick and i was told that he was getting covid tested and that's all you need to like spiral into a i might have covid like black hole which is kind of terrifying so went and got a regular COVID test and then started feeling not well, like yeah. fevery and achy and then the next morning like went straight to patient first and got a rapid test and knew within like within the hour that i had negative results and then i think later that day or the next day i got the standard test results which they say if you do rapid you should also do the normal ones like the rapid one is a quick and dirty but the one that takes a few days is actually more comprehensive so they were both negative and that was amazing
1: what is the rapid test like
0: it's the same it's exactly the it's same the, it's the same uh, swabby swabby which if you haven't done is really uncomfortable
1: you know i've had quite a few different types of tests in there.
0: <laughs> good good which you should have you way should to be a responsible be healthy responsible adult test, of often, test often and frequently for all the things frequently.
1: you know what even even if you feel perfectly fine go on and have a test yeah you know it's kind of like having a glass of milk if you feel bad have a glass of milk don't don't do that don't have a glass of milk <laughs> But the idea of just the in, the up, down, around, and over, yeah. like I'm tying my shoe with my brain.
0: Yeah. No. It's thank so you. wild. They literally talk about it because the first two times I got a COVID test, the standard test, they administered it themselves. And then the, the CBS one, you do yourself. And then
1: the rapid one, they did it. But wait, 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 wait. I can do it myself? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a terrible idea.
0: It's <laughs> having done it, having someone else do it to me first made me realize just how it goes because what it's it's so weird and it reminds me of all of the horror films because you go straight back in your nasal passages you don't go up if you go straight back you get past like a little flap and then it's like oh the flap (laughs) like it's around the bend almost and it's it's straight up your sinus wall it's and uh, like i i started tearing up and i instantly need to sneeze and it's like it's an experience and I sneeze every time that it happens, but it's like a little bit of tickle and uncomfortable and like trying not to sneeze while it's happening because they had to have it on there for 15 seconds. Trying not to sneeze in that time is really, really, really tricky. I, I almost did it.
1: would probably go in there. See it happen to someone else and be like, no, no, thank you. <sighs> but get the test. Yes. Get, get tested, not just for what ails you today, but what ails you in the future. Yes. It does seem like a failing of the CVS process.
0: Yeah, she yeah. was. She was like, <laughs> roll up your window and do this test, and I was like, yeah, I know what I, I know what you're talking about because I've already gotten it done. But like, she turned around and did other shit while I was doing it, and I was like, I think you might have wanted to watch me try to do this. I'm glad I know what I'm doing. I think I
1: figure out just in this moment why I don't like the COVID test and why it terrifies me. Yes. When I was, how old were we? 1999. We were not telling, not telling. We were,
0: I have no shame about my age. I think I look great for 33. We were
1: twelve, weren't we? We were twelve. So uh, in nineteen ninety nine, a very lovely, wonderful film called The Mummy came out, and in The Mummy, they performed oh,
0: an ancient Egyptian
1: mummification procedure called the humdi. And every time I see a, a, a diagram of the COVID nineteen test, my mind goes directly to Steven Summers, The Mummy, and I think I'm gonna hum not.
0: I'm gonna. <laughs>
1: i'm not doing
0: that's
1: that they were alive when you do it no no i'm not no yeah Go no you de-
0: You <laughs> definitely feel like you're gonna be going to your brain if, that's why it's not up it's like straight back which yeah it's wild like,
1: first of all like... the fact that you still have not what can't do a oded fair Brendan Fraser, and to a far lesser extent, John Hannah. But above Ooh. John Hannah is Rachel Weisz. In fact, above all of them, it's st- exactly it does.
0: Honestly, the Mummy, the Mummy is like a bisexual dream. Everybody is so pretty and attractive. It's there's what's not to love? Yeah. What's not to love? <laughs> what so, are we talking all right, so about? Be-
1: before we get into, let's say nerd film controversy did you see the cruella trailer
0: i saw it on twitter without okay so today the first half of my day was at job number one and i'm around a lot of little catholic school children and so i was like (laughs) i can't listen to this right now i can only watch it and i watched it and it looked like fire without the without any of the noise
1: it looks
0: and i i heard i think i saw you tweet something about like the gay community is just here for this, oh, and yeah. I was just like, "Yes, everything. I can't wait to listen to it, and I haven't done it yet, but I really can't wait because well, it looks good. It, it, it looks... looks like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> like I'm not here for any plot. I already know the story of one hundred and one Dalmatians. I'm just here for Kuella's, like crazy exactly. and I, like looks I
1: think exactly the looks. i'm 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 look. it's no secret that I am not not an Emma stone hater. Not an Emma Stone fan. I think she's swell. I think she's cute. I think she's adorable. And she can act. I'm going to this film simply for the looks. Yeah. Simply for the fashion. The
0: aesthetic. That's it. That was another <laughs> the, another person that tweeted was like, oh, I don't need another live Disney. But I will see this for the aesthetic. Yeah, from DM. the hair
1: to the lashes to the nails. That yes. just looks like fashion.
0: The one scene where... She's in her, like, I think it's black and white, and then the flames just kind of crawl up her, and she's suddenly in red, and I was like... <gasps>
1: yeah. That's an entrance.
0: Well, an entrance. sign me up. I'm here for it. Oh.
1: So, that looks... I don't know. That's... the next year? This year?
0: I didn't even get to reading the out. dates it's, at the it's, end it's of it. It's
1: Emma Stone and... Just Emma Stone, actually. I didn't see anyone else in that. show.
0: Yeah, that everybody recognized. else seems to be like supporty roles and not not a whole lot of well known. So. Well, I
1: have the Oscar and I'm Emma Stone, so my <laughs> face is the only one that you need to see for this movie.
0: <laughs> I'm the only name that matters here. And whoever it is that mm, did wardrobe, honestly, big big props. Yeah. Speaking of props, don't don't we love those uh, those reviews and ratings and awards that they've got going?
1: Oh, I want an award. <laughs> I do I do want an award no I don't want awards, I don't want awards. it um, just
0: feels like a pay-for-play kind of a scenario you
1: know it's on the one hand awards mean something to the people who are getting them mm-hmm. and to the people who are also giving them and I, I think I you know Mike and I were having this conversation I think the other day it's from the rooter to the tutor the awards concept the entire season the entire awards industry does need a retooling yeah right yeah because you have an industry that's putting up what 11 different movies from 11 different genres all up against one another and saying which one is the best yeah and it's 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 apples to oranges yeah you can't compare a western to a sci-fi movie to a you know film noir
0: right It's not the same game, and it's not the same message, and, like, the roles that are played in different films, like, who's involved in costume or sound or soundtrack. Like, there's just, there's so much that goes into making a film that doesn't get enough credit.
1: (laughs) They're both fruit. They are, well, are they both fruit? No, yes, they are both fruit. Sure, just, like, (laughs) these
0: are are all films.
1: Yeah, in the same way. Even
0: then, like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's only been recently that they've given some sort of... Like, I've seen Webbies and I've seen other types of awards that they give for for different formats other than film. And it's like, why hasn't that been more...
1: Well, you know, Quibi did, in fact, need its own award. It did? For No, it did not.
0: For the Princess Bride remake with like 101 celebrities. I loved that. Did you see it?
1: I saw like a bit and piece of it. You know, whenever I see, because they have that like a lot where like they'll try and reenact a movie which is like one second clips from a ton of people. And for me, it just never really hits.
0: I think it was the timing of when it was released and the fact that it was pretty early on in quarantine lockdown. So the way that they pasted it all together and the way that they like acted against like. Their kids, or like a, a prop, or whatever, made it so much more fun and quintessential of like exactly what we were all going through. Like right. it was, and it was also a film that, like, we, we being me and the people that I like, we can all quote it like backwards and forwards. Right. So, so having that happen in front of you with like this whole tongue in cheek, we're trying to get through quarantine was really fun. But that's literally the only thing that I saw to do with Quibi
1: at all. Right at all. So, can I ask you something? Yes. What was what have you been watching recently?
0: What have I seen recently? I think it's been stroking,
1: just stroking your boat, floating everything, getting 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 it good for you.
0: I mean, I've been watching D&D gaming on Dimension 20 <laughs> with <laughs> Brennan Lee Mulligan who is an incredible DM. What did I see? There was a little bit of the new show that is The Period Piece. Bridgerton. Bridgerton. When I saw, like, a couple of episodes of that one. It looks fun. I immediately... <laughs> it looks... Fun! <laughs> Immediately I was happy with the amount of non-white faces that were there. Like that like first take was like, oh thank god this isn't just a bunch of white people because we don't need a period piece with a bunch of white people. And I hear that the, like I got to the point where they were like, hey, you know what we should do? We should pretend that we're gonna be a thing so that we both get like what we want.
1: Spoilers by the way.
0: <laughs> that was like episode one or two or three the first three? And then it goes from there and that's where I stopped. But it looked like it was set up to be like a fun dynamic and the fact that like that's a black man in that dynamic for this show at the center with like his I think it's she's got like an auntie role I know it's not his mom but she she seems like an auntie who's like
1: right
0: has an opinion on, on how he should play the game it looked like a really good setup that could be fun but I haven't gotten any further into it at all.
1: Yeah. I unfortunately have not made it past I think about the 15 minute mark on Bridgerton but it, it it's it's very pretty. Yeah. Like it's very, very pretty. Like it's colorful. You know, it's got a diverse cast. There's lots of butts, Mike. Well, are I there? Mean, it's 2021. I'm gonna need a little bit more than a cheek. I or heard two. there's some sex scenes. <laughs> very
0: fucky. <laughs> Yay! Horny and it quarantine. Is, it's, it's
1: quite fucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Horny and quarantine for sure.
1: It like I said, it does look pretty. I'm happy that it's a Shonda Rhimes show, which means it's probably going to run for and forever. forever, literally forever. forever, because that's how those things go. They either get canceled immediately, or they just run straight through.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I completely forgot to do the because intro.
1: It, it you know bar none, it is a live action bodice ripper, right? Ugh. And you don't get those anymore. You you don't get like sweeping. Well, do you? What was the last big sweeping romance? That was not Twilight. Ugh. Does
0: that count?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately. I didn't
0: watch enough of that for it to count. (laughs) Shit. I usually steer away from romance as a category because I'm not impressed by a lot of like mainstream representations of it. And there's like one of these really great quotes that I heard from Miyazaki who does all of the Studio Ghibli films is one of the things he strives to do in his films is to create relationships that don't hinge on romance right. or like a significant other. Like right. you can have a meaningful relationship without leaning on that aspect, which right. I think is like, especially with like the aesthetic of, of his animation really is a beautiful thing and powerful and important for people to hear like in a normal scenario let alone when you're isolated in quarantine like this is especially hard on people we just had valentine's day i've never seen so many forever alone i hate all of this nonsense in my timeline as much as i have this year which maybe i'm following different people but i feel like the combination has really kind of exacerbated that point and kind of on the other side of that coin is the importance to normalize saying "I love you" in relationships outside of romance. Like, say that to your friends. Say it to your family. Like, say it to the people that like you care about. because... Say it
1: to your butcher, baker, and candlestick maker. Because, because they need to. You have do it. no
0: idea who will be here in two to three weeks. Yeah. Like, let alone tomorrow. You know? I don't know.
1: You know, it's it's weird. I think like the last romance film that I watched was. You're just saying that I'm bored by romance films. The last romance film that I watched, well, I actually did watch two recently. I watched Malcolm and Marie, which was less some of a romance film and more of two horribly toxic people dating who probably should both go to therapy. And go, go to therapy. <laughs> g- go to therapy. Get tested, it's go to therapy. To get tested and go to therapy. Take your meds. <laughs> tested, therapy, meds, you're good to go. And Issa Rae and Camila and Johnny they did a film. Oh, it's going to tell me that it was on there. But that was less of a romance and more of like a buddy comedy. Uh-huh. And I think that the problem with modern romance films is that romance very seldomly meshes with modern life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right? You know, far be it from me. You know, this is not telling or anything, but a lot of us, you know, romance is both of us in bed at night and we're both on our iPads. Not necessarily because we are, you know, not interacting with one sure. another, but because we're set in our waves, and we're comfortable, and I know you, and I know that the best, one of the best parts of us is just being able to be in a comfortable silence.
0: Right, the longevity of that. Exactly. The comfortability in your companionship that you don't feel compelled to have to be doing things and engaging directly and constantly in order to be still building a relationship. Like, that time together is is bringing you closer as long as you're both on the same page that that is something that makes you happy.
1: Yeah. Well, since you were on romance, what is your favorite romance film of all time? Oh god. Uh, it's an easy question.
0: Uh, <laughs> I can't Princess Bride. <laughs> Princess Bride? I can't think of anything else that like compels me as like I think for, for myself the stories and the relationships that I like most are oh, more Tale. found... Oh, my God. Knight's Tale. No, Night's Tale's a little <laughs> the messy. The talented
1: she, Mr. Ripley. The way
0: that she <laughs> plays with him when he could have been killed in the tournament. This whole, oh, you'll lose, oh, you'll win. Stop playing games. I guess, I think my favorite romance stories are, for me, found in books. Oh,
1: absolutely. I do
0: way more reading than I do watching... And I think now, really, it's more my, my TV time is a consumption of, like, shows mm-hmm. rather than films. And I, I don't know. I've, I've, I would also th- say that I've steered away from anything that I would consider to be a romance. Like, if there's romance in the narrative, maybe that's in a fantasy or sci-fi setting, or maybe yeah. it's in, like, a different thing, and that's how it kind
1: of pops up, but... Yeah. I think it has to do with the idea that romance is great, and it's well, and it's cheeky. All you need is love. You know, my favorite romance film of all time is probably Moulin Rouge just because, number one, it's a tragedy and not a romance. That's, and there's great that's music good. in it.
0: good, yeah. But
1: I think that a large part of the reason that, you know, as we get older, we sort of shy away to romance is that as you get older and you grow and you experience life, you realize that romance is a part of you, yeah. but not the main attraction.
0: Right. right? And this, this expectation of there being one soulmate for you and most romance narratives are heteronormative and that's just not the picture that a lot of us relate to. Yeah, you know, it's
1: it's easy to forget that you're not seeing yourself on screen mm-hmm. and fall sort of in line with the idea of, oh, this is, you know, what love and romance is supposed to be. Sure. However contrived the circumstance is. I, I think I agree with you very much on that point, right? Like, I'd rather see the romance as, like, a facet of something rather than, like, center stage. Yeah. That, right? Yeah. Like, if it's it's a part of, like, a genre science fiction show or a book, you know. Right. And then I'd much rather have it be a facet than it is like the entire thing. The whole now that's story. not that's not to say that like a good sexy romance like a like a nice sexcapade as I like mm. say it off screen get Elaine's out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> a what? Sexcapade. A sexcapade. what? A
0: sexcapade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, Uh, Those
0: are two different parts of my brain, though. Like, when I went, like, lusty, steamy, sexy stuff, it is not often when I'm wanting this, like, narrative of romance. They're kind of...
1: So sex and romance are on two separate sides of your brain.
0: They can be together, and that's a really beautiful thing, but I started out exploring my sexuality in a very non-romantic way. Like I grew up very conservative and then I was like, okay, I'm going to have sex. And I had a lot of it with a lot of people who don't Imagine matter at all.
1: Putting it on a calendar. Today <laughs> is the day. Gonna
0: get I'm fucked. Gonna do it. <laughs> gonna do it. And it didn't take long at all in Miami. And from there it was just a whole lot and a lot of people that just are, like don't even yeah. remember. The
1: only thing that takes long in Miami is getting to and from anywhere.
0: Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> So I guess I started, I started out with that kind of a, of a mentality of like the romance was, was where my like heart, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic when it comes to story. And then also in like, in a, in an established relationship with trust, but, and then sex was something that I just like, I've always had a pretty aggressive sexual drive. So it was just kind of its own like thing. So having it coincide later as an adult was a really big deal for me and something that I've really treasured, but I still have a whole lot of sex that isn't really in well, not since the past year, but before that it was
1: <laughs> In the old days.
0: Yes. Before sex was a the pandemic the the sex didn't always have a romance but you
1: would think that we would describe it as like you would go to like Whole Foods and go shopping for your food and right at the end that you would just go and pick up your sex. Right, you get like some tangerines and then some booty. This is fresh.
0: (laughs) I'll take this one, please. (laughs) It's it's nice. It's
1: got like some give and it's soft. It's great A.
0: (laughs) Great A booty. Gotta
1: love it. We never did an
0: intro. Hi, welcome to What Are We Talking About podcast, where we like to share stories that don't get enough light shed on them. I'm Drea. I am now the host of this show on my own. We'll address that quickly. If you haven't caught on, things are different. Sammy is not here. That was kind of sudden and unexpected and don't really know why. And apparently that's her business. And that's about all I know for that one. So it's upsetting. And we're just trying to move forward because it was in a week that had the COVID scare and my snake died. So there's just too much to process so in the meantime we'll just keep going forward with stories so yeah. i think we're gonna probably stick with my original hook of tmi taboo myth and invisible stories and invisible stories is really what i'm trying to focus on for the immediate future especially because it is black history month we're only halfway through hooray we're halfway through. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the shortest month i heard <laughs> uh, yes it's black history <laughs> month
0: the shortest month, month. of the year uh, I've seen a lot of really great folks being featured on Twitch, which is very exciting, and it's really, really upsetting to see the scale of people fall short in, in this month. I remember there was, I have one subscription that I have come to my inbox every day. Every weekday. And last year in February, back when Black Lives Matter was like a hit new thing to be really on, there was so much black beauty because it's like a bunch of pictures, a song, and an article. And they have like one geared to men and one geared to women and being a bisexual. Like got both of them. <laughs> but it was like really beautiful last February. And this month I haven't seen anything at all. And it almost upsetting. And well, when we're paying attention. In- well,
1: I've seen... Okay, so... PBS airing like a Black History Month movie.
0: Oh, really? Marathon, which is mostly like black trauma, like it's trauma porn. It's, it, it's like let
1: trauma porn
0: go over the same really upsetting things over and over.
1: Well, I mean that's something that Snoop Dogg actually touched on, I think, a while ago. Because Snoop nuggets of wisdom from uh, Uncle Snoop,
0: dear dear Uncle Snoop.
1: <laughs> if you don't know, Snoop Dogg actually has a radio show on Apple Music called Uncle Snoop's Something or Other and he like takes you through hip hop through the ages. It's actually quite informative and Yay! for all you political junkies out there Ari Melber on MSNBC also has a hip hop show. So Ooh. take that as you will. We're
0: circling back to this too. I've talked to a couple of people about coming on the show and speaking about black folks pioneering genres and not getting credit for it and we're going to do all of that in June which is Black Music Appreciation oh. Month. So, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh wow. In fact, the person, one of the people I was asking about, he was like, hey, we should just do this in June when it's Black Music Appreciation Month. And I was like, how come we don't know more about this? Oh,
1: wait. Anyway, we'll touch back to that. Circle back. We'll circle back.
0: We'll get, as as we say on the show, we'll get back to that later. <laughs> we'll get into that later. That's the line. We'll get into that later.
1: So, big news. I have, at least. Yes. Well, it's not my news. It's not news. Martin Scorsese. What do you think about him?
0: Well... I don't have any current views on him. I I studied film for... Really, for, you do? In, for, a, for <laughs> You've dedicated your life to studying film. I studied film for a summer when I was in Prague. And it was part of the School of Communications in Miami. And I was in the photojournalism department. And I was like, I need to keep studying abroad. And they were like, you have to fucking stay here and finish your degree here. Yeah. And I was like... Can I please study abroad? And they were like, No. And I was like, What about summertime? That's like not real semester time. And they were like, Only it's if not it's not
1: actually real only if it's something time.
0: organized by by the school. Like you can't go just do a program and transfer your credits. So I had there was a teacher there. God, I can't remember his name. That's a shame. He goes to Prague every summer, organizes this film student study abroad, and it's in Prague czech republic and you do a little running around in germany and in the czech republic and being in prague like prague's constitution was written by film students like film was a part of their revolution literally literally the heart of their revolution and, and the people taking ownership of their country like their history was a people who were always ruled all the way up until they did that and it was film students and film folks who orchestrated it so Studying that there was really, really cool and very, very awesome. But it was after living a life of very sheltered, conservative, Christian upbringing and very little pop culture. So while I have some infusions and have worked hard to watch a lot since leaving the house to go to Miami at age 18, I really haven't seen a lot. I went through his IMDb and was scrolling and scrolling and I was like, I think I've seen three to five of his films. Which ones? Let's bring them up. Let's look.
1: Martin Scorsese. So if you if you don't know who Martin Scorsese is, Google is a really good resource. They will be more than happy to tell you, but Google. he is a film director. Very recently, let's say like yesterday, he uh, essentially put out an article stating, you know, his relationship to film and how he sort of believes that with the advent of streaming, the idea that... All films are presented to you on an equal playing field, which means that, you know, Citizen Kane is right next door to, let's say, Aladdin, the remake, not the original.
0: Oh, God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get through that movie. Really? (laughs) I could not get through it. We got to, like, where he was, like, with Jasmine in his little tower, and I was like, I can't do this. And then my partner was like, you have to watch the scene where he does the, where... (laughs)
1: Well, I he I does will...
0: the whole song, and I was and then raps in it, and I was like, "What <laughs> is I will, this i will
1: I will err on the side of I was like one of the five people that actually prefers the remake of Aladdin to be... <gasps> don't fucking at me because yes, I do enjoy the remake of Aladdin far more because it gives Jasmine a hint of agency mm it, and I appreciate that I know it's very girl boss, I know it's very sort of. If you want to call it woke, if you want to call it whatever, yes. But I enjoy the fact that at the very least, she doesn't even have a song in the original movie, you guys. She's in half the movie and has no song. At least she has one in this one. Oof. But anyway, so oh. I know. So it's like right in the not heart.
0: good is marginally better than not good.
1: It's it's marginally better than Ew. not good. But oh. I but it, I have Michael tell you I have horrible opinions. That opinion. <laughs> I, was
0: <gonna> say, <laughs> I was gonna say I may not know like Christine a lot of them. But the, worst. the problem is I like a lot of trash just because it's
1: fun. So like I, I like trash because I am trash. <laughs> Like I, I, have, like I, have, likes, though. I have consistently trash opinions. But, oh. uh, you know, Martin Scorsese essentially said that with the advent of streaming, we have gotten rid of the curated experience. Essentially what he means is, you know, there are services like Netflix and Amazon, but there is also Criterion, Mumbai, and some uh, Canopy, et cetera, et cetera, like we mm-hmm. discussed last night, that do in fact offer you a more curated Experience And so what this means for the user is essentially, rather than seeing Jurassic Park or Coraline or, you know, anything that is considered mainstream, this is more along the lines of Kurosawa, 400 Blows, a lot of old films and what we would consider, you know, historical films. Classics. And classic films. It's true. It's a little bit true that, you know, when you are a Netflix or you're a Amazon, you are presenting quite literally all of the content that is in your purview on an equal playing field. Now Martin's perspective is this, that when you start democratizing film and you put everything on a playing field, you as the user are missing certain films that subjectively and objectively would be considered the greats.
0: Right. Right. If you were someone like me who was raised under a roof that had very little to know mainstream media or pop or culture or any of that, if you were to go out and try to find it by being on any of these services, you wouldn't be led down that path. You would just get what's popular now and what you enjoyed and what's what you watched and everything that's in that kind of a category.
1: Right. And it's primarily, you know, he focuses a little bit on, you know, the algorithm showing you things that, you know, it recommends based on your viewing habits. Um, For me, the entire argument that he makes rings kind of disingenuous, primarily because number one, the entire industry has changed. Right. And number two, most importantly i think this rings to me you know you can go and read the essay that he works it, it's very little mentions how he feels about streaming services other than you know a slight promotion or praise of canopy and criterion etc cetera, etc cetera. And it mostly reads like a love letter to Fellini,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and how Fellini... I got about halfway him.
0: through it and I was like, this is a lot of Fellini. It's it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's it's very moving and it's very wonderful because you do understand that, you know, for him as an Italian man, neo-Italian realism and an Italian director really, really hit with him. And of right. course it would and it should, you know. And,
0: and also, sorry to jump in, yeah, but referencing like the time period and what people were doing and recovering from war and like what it was at the time right and him reminiscing on the days when times were simple and you saw this incredible shot and you're like how the hell did he do that exactly or or this sound design that was meant to make you feel like you didn't understand it so like there's a lot of specific early film i would say early compared to where we are now Mm -hmm. that kind of appreciation and that richness
1: right right and there's you know the article kind of frames it as though these things don't exist it doesn't specifically do but if you're reading it and you read you know this ode to validity and how much i love and yada, yada 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 and you get to the end and it's you know oh and you can you can check out things that i enjoy on places like canopy and criterion well martin those those things exist you literally just told me where i can find that curated experience mm-hmm. but where it kind of hits for me is this idea that if you subscribe to a netflix or an amazon that you are somehow missing out on what real film is and that it also somehow harms independent filmmakers if you were like me and like andrea and you have not been living under a rock. You have been inside for most of the past mm, twelve months, <laughs> which means that you, like me and Andrea, probably know what the barren wasteland of both Amazon and Netflix looks like. Once you have gotten past, once all you the got top- through all yeah. of the once stuff, once you've gone through all, once of the you went
0: stuff. through all of the the recommended things right. based why on why your viewing, you, you're like, you what? what scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> right. We got
1: left. We can argue all day long about the nature of conglomerates and, and corporations and buying, and I can tell you certainly more that, you know that conversation has existed well before Netflix, well before Amazon, and it will continue after them. If you want to know who owns most of the studios prior to Disney, uh, Fox Universal, Warner Brothers, The Lionsgate, all of your favorite movie studios are owned by places like General Electric, Kellogg, Coca-Cola. <laughs>
0: Follow the money trail.
1: Follow the money trail. So, you know, this idea that Amazon buying films and Netflix buying films, corporations, and well, they've always been corporations, I'm sorry. The Mankowinses, they've been dead for nearly a century. The people who founded all of our favorite movie studios, they're a long dead sweetheart. The people who bought them, Coca-Cola, right? But getting away from the topic, my issue with this is this idea that it's hurting independent film it's not not every independent film can either afford or secure a nationwide rollout for their film sure right and when you're comparing things like the new york market the austin market the la market the dc market the miami market there's no comparison to the worldwide global market of a netflix right of an amazon and the flip side of that is if you're worried about named directors their films not necessarily getting the eyes that they would if they were in a theatrical exhibition i'm quite sure that if you know netflix signs a 160 million dollar deal to produce your film you're going to be at the top of the algorithm there's no there's there's no missing your film that's right here i think what this is is and part of the reason i bring this up is it's not gonna be just Martin it's gonna be guys like Christopher Nolan I'm quite sure that as we get closer and closer and closer to Avatar 2's release date that's two of five by the way five promised one two three four five promised films none of us asked for the first one no
0: (laughs) one asked for this we didn't ask for the one and we definitely didn't ask for any more we after went that and
1: saw it because it was like the first 3d film
0: i went and <laughs> saw it because my mom and i were in california and we could smoke weed before him legally and i thought we thought a 3d experience like that would be really great and that's I bet,
1: why i saw it i bet you was amazing
0: it was fabulous guess
1: what i don't need Four more, more of those.
0: If I want it, I'll go back and watch it. Four
1: more of those. But
0: I haven't
1: all right. since and,
0: it came out.
1: I you know, for me it's it's you gotta read through the lines, alright? One of the things that I love is I love and you know, anyone who knows me knows this, I love talking about the numbers of film. Mm. Like how much something costs. The stats. How much it you know, it's going to make you know. And one of the things that you you learn real quick is that when you become a director, and when you can become a prolific director like Martin Scorsese, like your Christopher Nolans, you're also going to be a producer. Yeah. And when you're a producer, you're entitled to things. Entitled to things, like I don't know, ten percent off of the first dollar that makes out of theaters. There's not going to be ten percent of the first dollar made from streaming because Netflix is not filled with dummies. I I don't mean to come off as like shaking a finger and smart alecky about it but the fact of the matter is is that this is a business. It's a business.
0: And it's <laughs> it's especially the theater side of it has suffered for a year.
1: For a year. For an absolute year. And I, I if you don't think that this doesn't lead back to money somehow... Not it to always confused. goes back it, to it, money. Yeah, Art it, is
0: beautiful it, and we should always pursue it. But if you look at the end of the day, it's down to the dollars and cents. It's
1: down to the dollars and cents. And yeah, film has become somewhat monopolized by the superheroes and the spectacles. No one is arguing that at all. But you also kind of need those to keep the lights on. Right. You remember when we were in middle school and high school? Every five minutes, romantic comedies were. Oh my God. You know all of the things, right? Oh you my had God. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, uh, Made in Manhattan. What else? What more can we think of? The Sweetest Thing. Ugh. Right. Those movies in the '90s used to be really, really cheap to produce. Those used to cost five or ten million dollars and make a star out of someone. Turn them right up. Happy, but as we got into the new millennium, guess what? Your average romantic comedy went from being twenty million dollars to being fifty million dollars, sometimes sixty million dollars. Why? Because your lead actress wants twenty million dollars, and then she's demanding a lead actor who also wants twenty million dollars.
0: Good, good for her though. Yes, good for you. Girl. A big part of this conversation <laughs> is pay and equality. Like the white man has been making the most in these scenarios. Get this the bag all the time.
1: Get the bag all of the time. But in getting the bag, just remember that the more that you grab that bag, the less that bag is going to be there.
0: For everybody else.
1: For, for everybody else and, and to be grabbed, you know. Mm-hmm. It becomes what's making the most money. Yep. You know, the two genres that make the most money in film are horror films and superhero films. Why? Because horror films are always incredibly cheap to make. Incredibly cheap to make. <laughs> you've, you've If you've seen, at a, at a, you can count on one hand how many expensive horror films there are. And it's like it and it too. I
0: was like it, <laughs> it and the it's sequel.
1: It's it and it too. And maybe like the conjuring, I think.
0: I don't know how much they cost. I can't I can't weigh in on this, but I but no. but it's also been a genre that you I've watched evolve. Like oh, our, yeah. our campy horror that used to be like what was oh, we've got a little bit of like blood and jump scare and like some of the stuff that's made now, it's it's wild to see how that's evolved but yeah it's also like having been in a position where you saw what goes into like literally everything matters nothing is in a movie on accident except if it's a coffee cup that somebody forgot to to make sure wasn't there yes. but like everything you see and here is so on purpose and oftentimes loaded with meaning and that i think is the biggest thing that i took away from that summer in europe was it cannot be overstated how much is intentional in what is presented when it comes to film like oh yeah photography because that was my my intro a lot can be candid or just the luck of the timing and the and being in the right place at the right time film is so intentional mm-hmm. and so loaded with meaning
1: Alright, so let me ask you this. And if I talk too much and if I'm running things, sorry, it's been, I'm not it's been kind of him. a long day. It's we'll been go freezing. as long as you are here. <laughs> it's freezing. Um, we will talk as long as you it. want. What was the last game you played? Game? Yes, what are you playing these days?
0: So, this streaming that we've been doing since the end of August, September, I've been on it for about five months. Is way more games than I have ever played. Like my video game experience before that was, I watched my dad play eight bit Indiana Jones, Aww. and I watched my brother. Game. I love Aww. it so much. Or it glitches <laughs> like fire. I will never not know that line off off jump. And then there was some Smash Brothers and Mario Kart with my brother with a GameCube. Yeah. And then nothing but like tabletop and yeah tabletop nothing outside of like great. tabletop all the way up until September and then in September we started doing spoopy creepy games that make yeah. you like scream and I've done a lot of games since then that make you scream really yeah it's, it's carried us a lot it's really entertaining honestly editing all of those screams has been a lot of a lot of joy for me because it's so fucking funny. There's something really entertaining about watching somebody get terrified and scream. I, can I, can I tell so you funny. about like
1: a recent scare that I had? Yes. Playing a game. Yes. So over quarantine, my husband and I, and you, you've seen this, we upgraded our home entertainment system because we were just it's sort of... It's
0: beautiful we were, and no one gets to enjoy it but them.
1: Because <laughs> we don't have any people yes. over. It's the worst thing ever. I was playing... The, not, the, not the new Resident Evil, but I was saying Resident Evil 7. I was playing it at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Whoa. Pitch black. Whoa. In surround sound. and <laughs> I was playing it in the dark and I was like walking along a corridor and I've played this game seven times. I've beaten this game seven times. I know where all the jump scares are. I know where all the enemies are, but for whatever reason... I was playing at 2 o'clock in the morning, and Butters was awake. My cat. My 30-pound cat.
0: His absolute unit chunk of a cat. He was
1: a huge, huge animal, was awake. And I didn't realize that he was awake and, like, just running around downstairs. So... In the game, something had come from behind me and run past me. And at the exact moment that it ran past me, Butters walked past and rushed up against my leg. And I screamed bloody murder at something that I was not expecting and Mm. something that I was quite familiar with. Mm. So the allure of scary games is jump scare. (laughs) Sorry. Which
0: has literally gotten me while we were playing games. Like, we have finally got our sound alerts online and working. It wasn't the last scary game, but the one before that was try- playing the beast inside. And How was that? I mean, didn't get very far, but there were a couple of actual, completely terrifying scares. Yeah. Not too far in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I, I definitely am going to keep going gonna play phasmophobia tomorrow i don't know if you've played that one
1: i have not played i keep hearing people talk about it i should get on it i'm it's fun. i'm very picky about my scary games i want to be when i when when i'm scared uh-huh. i want to be like bone chillingly scared oh. i don't want to be fake scared i don't want to be scared and then comforted after i want to be it's kind of like a fetish almost
0: Ooh. Like, I
1: want to be like bone chillingly scared and then like left to fend for myself. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of build because not a lot happens because it's supposed to be like you're ghost hunting and when you're ghost hunting, not a lot happens. <laughs> but when it actually happens, if it's not glitching out, it's pretty fucking it creepy. Out? There's, it, the, it, is definitely in the beginnings and there were some glitches it's better now but it's 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 fun the first the first playthrough is the best no
1: oh, the, fir- the first time is always the best time <laughs> is it though no it's not at all <laughs>
0: no it's not you get better you
1: it's get act- better the more practice you have actually the worst time <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was not the worst time <laughs> I can't think of a time where the first time was the worst time unless it was like trying a food that I just wasn't into.
1: I do want to ask you, what are you listening to these days?
0: Listening to. I've done a lot of, like I mentioned earlier, that daily email, they have a song and a lot of it is like... A song? They have one song song. in the email and it goes to Spotify and I usually use Spotify so Spotify will just kind of elaborate from there. Again, algorithms that have worked out pretty well for me. So like... When everybody was doing their, their 2020 Spotify recaps, mine was like thousands of new artists because it was just like this whole thing. But outside of that, what keeps me sane is I keep going back to Janelle Monet and I keep going back to Lizzo because those were the anthems that gave me life before all of this happened. Right. A lot of the new stuff is just kind of like... There. There's... It's got some like housey trancy vibes or EDM stuff for just like lo-fi chill hop that kind yeah. of a stuff because we're all just trying to have like a soundtrack to keep being alive to. but i can't
1: oh that sounds so sad. a soundtrack to keep being alive too <laughs> you had to type that into the play- 20, playlist 2021 music soundtrack vibes. to keep music being alive to keep too being
0: alive to. way back in high school i used to be Someone that people would come to to have, like, some just new stuff. Because I was always consuming new music. Right. So, that has always been, like, a facet. I'm always down to listen to something new. And, I mean, every year that I'm alive... I want to diversify that more. and More, mm. I'm. Tr- I like. am paying attention to like the last little bit. I did like an LGBTQIA2. I don't know if you've heard that it's got two for two spirit, inclusive of indigenous people. Oh really?
1: Mhm. I didn't know. They that. put
0: a two. It's either two or two s on the end, and I was gonna do like a thing where we talk about it. I adore that. But they added that and. First I was like, okay so what are our motivations? And it's because indigenous peoples want to have representation in an acronym and Absolutely. that is the best reason and I am here for it. I was excited to hear that it had evolved and I liked that evolution of it. But yeah, I specifically searched out queer songs because...
1: Mm. Why not?
0: Because I'm queer! Because, <laughs> because yes! Queer artists need more, more exposure. So, and then I think before that, I've also been, I had a whole lot of black artists in my feed because they need more exposure. Like it.
1: Exposure is number one, but it's also very difficult to get.
0: It's, <laughs> everything is set up, every platform, every media, every place that you have suggestions, it's set up by and created for and targeted to fucking white folks, white street folks. I mean, and I it just.
1: It's 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 one of those things where I think we're entering this phase of just living in life Why martin he is upset is because everyone is we're trying to equalize the playing field, right? we're trying to, to to reach more people and Sorry, I'm looking at this chat. Yes. She has a new song called girlfriend. It's really good No, it's not very good Michael at all. That song is garbage. It's cute and I, I love the fact that it, it, that her actual girlfriend is in it, but that song is terrible. She has had good songs though, and she can sing. Rebecca mm. Black, she can sing. She just needs a good producer. And to stop trying to come well, no. on
0: <laughs> What are we not? Just say you about? hate
1: gay people, then. I don't hate gay people. I love gay people. I am gay people.
0: You can't, uh, I was just about to say, you can't hate who you are, and I was like, no, you can, we do it all the time. Yeah, we do it all the time. <laughs> so, like, oh,
1: yeah, no. oh. I, I'm so I I, am I'm really, I, I, no, I really am happy with her, and I'm, I'm happy that she's getting to that, like, phase of her, you remember Rebecca Black, right? It's Friday. Yes. She's got a new song, I'm happy that she's getting that phase of her career where she's just making queer, queer core music. Because that's what that song was. That song was just straight up queer. It was independent queer core, and it was really, really good. Also, Dorian Electric is on it, and no thank you. Not a fan. Not a fan. Although, Michael did send me one song, and I can't remember who it was by. What was that song that you just sent me, Lost to the Boys, by who?
0: I went on and just watched a Twitch streamer, a gay guy who was playing a lot of K-pop, and I have not been properly exposed to K-pop and had a whole education in Itzy, I-T-Z-Y. Music is one thing, but their music videos and their dance choreography... (laughs) Blown away. blown Absolutely blown away. I cannot imagine what it would be like to see that live.
1: You know, it's music today... Maybe it was like I'm getting older, but, like, I do... Hear me out. I love a good trap beat, but I miss instruments. I was listening to TLC earlier, and I was struck by, if you think that TLC's discography is just waterfiles, unpretty, yada, 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 so much of TLC's music is based on, like, actual instruments and bands and and whatnot, and I was just, I miss miss instruments. Yeah. They really do. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of electronic and synthesized and auto-tuned. And I think we might have moved away from that a little bit more currently. But there's a lot of that produced music. That produced sound. Yeah. That, like, honestly, when I'm out there in the world driving around for job number one, I put on npr to listen to classical music yeah because it gets me through traffic in nova because like i'll either relate to some craziness or it just kind of soothes me as i like deal with it but like i will always come back to that
1: yeah and if you've ever had the drive in northern virginia it's
0: it's a nightmare
1: it's three different stra- oh three different states okay so did you know that for certain people, the DMV is not the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia. It's Which Del- is the acronym. Yeah, it's Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. No, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> fuck right <laughs> off. Yes, it's Maryland, Delaware, and Virginia. Delaware just I wants to be that. included. Are that I... is incorrect. It is the District
0: of Columbia, which like... should get statehood soon, by the way. I
1: was like, I mean, I can see it, but also that sounds like, but here... okay, hear me out and like stretch out your arm cuz this may be like a little bit of a reach. I feel like if Delawareans want to be included in the DMV, it is because <laughs> it is because they do not recognize the district of columbia hello
0: you could be double dmv like we could bring you in on this but you're not eliminating (laughs) the district of columbia there are in that is why this is an area if it was just virginia and maryland we would be two fucking states like doing our little thing whatever because dc is right there and a hub of a city it's like fucking baltimore is what maryland has going on like if it weren't for baltimore like You would be, like, DC adjacent.
1: I don't know where I was, but there was someone who, it was online Twitter, and there was this thread where there were people who were talking about DC, and a few of them, like, did not realize that people actually lived in DC. They thought that it was, like, a small city, almost like Crystal City, or, like, think of, like, think of... Whatever sort of area or principality that like people work in, but they don't actually live in. Yeah, they thought it was that. Like, yes, D.C. is like ten square miles, but people live
0: there. Oh, so many people! <laughs> so many people. So yeah. Wow. That's wild. And all all the all the white collar white people who work in D.C. live in Virginia and Maryland and possibly Delaware. And that is the folks traffic traffic who live so in bad. D.C. is like. A wonderful, beautiful, like, mixture of folks and cultures.
1: So I'm very old fashioned in that way where I go hook, I cook my husband dinner every night. Every night? Well, not like, every night. Like, most nights I cook my husband dinner.
0: That's incredible. I can't even feed myself every night. Yes, you can. I mean, I can, but I don't like to. <laughs>
1: Well, I'll feed you
0: oh, cooking cooking that's honestly like that's one of the things that really is is breaking me is mm-hmm. like i'm cook i'm doing really good making my own food but and and when i gotta have a break i can i can have some food delivered, but I just wanna sit down and have hot fresh food
1: oh, made by
0: somebody else like in a restaurant with like a really great menu like I just want to be there for it to come out fresh. Oh
1: trust me even though I cook like a lot I, I there's
0: I just want someone else to do it and sit there and enjoy it.
1: One of the best things about being born and the time frame that we were is that I can have food brought to me and delivered to me not just any food but like the food that I want like deep in here.
0: What I'm getting <laughs> at is I'm missing the experience of sitting down and having a nice like one-on-one oh, yeah. or several people and none of us having to cook. Oh. And then the fact that that's people. happening, but like for it to be hot and fresh, oh, like yeah. there's always the delivery. Like I'm not in a restaurant. I'm not yeah. going out and getting food. I want it
1: brought to I me want,
0: I want the experience of having hot, fresh food without endangering anyone's life. True. And that's. That's just what I
1: want. <laughs> That's, what That's what I want. I want now.
0: I want to have drinks with friends and eat out and have it hot and fresh and none of us make it and it would be safe for everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you
1: for having me. I if feel you have like, me again, I promise it will be more I was gonna say structured. I feel like
0: we can we can do this like several more times and not have to deviate too far from subject matter because we are kind of like a little dabbling across and there's there's a lot of like I I love the conversation of algorithm yeah. and what that means and how that gives exposure to folks who couldn't afford it otherwise
1: Absolutely
0: But there is there is that point of if the algorithm doesn't introduce enough variety then you're trapped within what You've yeah. come across what well,
1: you've come across. And I think the thing is that people need to remember is that like there is and I was having this conversation with someone, is that yes, the algorithm does show you things that only you wanna see, that it thinks you wanna see, because that's what it's there for. All right. If you watch five anime and like a sci fi space film afterwards, it's gonna show you anime and then sci fi space films because it's an algorithm that's supposed to recommend things that you like. But it is optional. You don't have to follow the algorithm's guidelines. You can search by genre. You right. can search by director. You can search by actor. So those things are still there. And I think, at least for me, it's there seems to be this sort of willingness to relinquish personal agency from decisions. Not Sometimes just...
0: I just don't want to choose. Yeah. A lot of times I'm just like, please don't make me pick something because... I'm tired of making decisions.
1: You don't want to choose and you don't want to be disappointed by your own choice. So sometimes it's just easier to let the algorithm pick something for you Mm -hmm. and be like, well, I didn't like this. The algorithm sucks than it is to pick something for yourself and be like, I don't like this. Do I suck? Right. No, you don't suck. It's just some films suck. All films are great. There are just films that we like less and films that we like more. All of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. 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 All of them.
0: My partner <laughs> and I tried to watch Trolls 2 in order to hear the McElroy brothers be in it, and we could not get past the first like all five minutes. All right, maybe minutes. not
1: all films. We literally
0: like, get past five minutes, and it was like that money's gone. We're maybe, maybe, maybe All this.
1: films are great. There are a couple of films that are pretty bad. All right, but I but also,
0: it. sometimes trash films are fun. Trash I watch, I watch fun. things just to, like, fucking mock them and laugh and have a great time. I I do that. I enjoy watching something that I can just be like, oh my god, can you believe this bullshit? So...
1: <laughs> I do that all the time. It's its own
0: special... Ca- oh my god. It's, it's only gotten worse. The more that I've learned about culture, and film, and structure, and storytelling, and all of this, the more you learn, the more you know, the more that there is trash to go, what is this?
1: Oh, there's plenty of trash. Amazon. Amazon has the most trash. Amazon is trash. Yes, Jay Bezos is trash.
0: You may not be running it anymore, but you're still running it.
1: (laughs) But everyone, I love you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Rudy, for being here on the What Are We Talking About podcast. Where we try to highlight stories that people are not talking about. Like that's that's the direction we have going forward. Which I failed at. <laughs> well, we'll just do it again next time. Yes. We'll do some more. <laughs> because this is a bit of a scramble and I've got some planning that's fun and panning out, but I think we we barely brushed on some things and I think we can definitely circle back to a lot. Absolutely. So If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggested, guests, or topics, please feel free to send them to the W-A-W-T-A podcast at gmail.com. On socials, you can find us through the Twitch. I keep saying us. You can find me and all of the folks that I really love here involved in the projects. Now on Comrade Slither here on Twitch and Gmail and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all of the places, Patreon. Gotta work on the merch thing, that's another thing that I've gotta pivot and do. But we're really, really excited to keep this going. I love having these conversations and I love getting to diversify that through this opportunity. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. You're coming back. I will. We're doing and I this promise again. I will be prepared. <laughs> I, I promise mean... I will be prepared. I will have notes and an itinerary. And I won't be so I won't say boring. Because i say relaxed.
0: Can't, well, the whole... Well, the appeal of this is that it's casual. They are in the
1: room with us. are a great If you're time. a millennial and you're like me, right? You can't actually do things unless you've, like, stoked up your neurosis to a point where it's actually lighting a fire under you. And I'm just not panicked enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we'll do... Okay, done. Next
1: week, we'll have Rudy... And we will have some structured direction. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about how our generation feels like we have not either accomplished or cannot do things unless it is quite literally life. The deadline.
0: Oh my god! How many of us were considered to be gifted? Or literally all of us? And I can tell you, all of us. We we started out like we should be in special schools but that would make it so that we weren't socialized i know that was what was said to me as a kid and here we are just kind of trying to survive so
1: as we all are yeah try to survive just get vaccinated
0: get vaccinated
1: get your test
0: get tested get your
1: BP test your bb test and your booty tests
0: test test them all, all test right. everything
1: it's very important
0: take your meds take get your meds. therapy get
1: therapy and listen to music and watch some movies
0: yeah consume some media
1: oh and make some love that's also good
0: oh that some should love.
1: probably be the first thing but. yeah
0: even if even if it's to yourself that's honestly especially
1: if it's to yourself um, that's probably going to be the best booty clapping you'll get
0: in fact do more probably of the rest. self-love
1: <laughs> love you all
0: thanks so much for tuning in See both of us next week cause the direction that we're headed with this. Yeah, I can't, we can't, what, What? am I going to go talk to somebody else about something else? No, we're coming, we're, circ- we're circling back. Stay safe, stay warm. I know a lot of folks are in some really chilly, scary times, so. Yes,
1: please stay warm.
0: Take care of yourself and take care of each other.